When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. We got a lot to get into, and we don't have a lot of time to do it, so let's get right to it. We'll get off into a conversation about the Cowboys because uh, both coordinators interviewing for head coaching vacancies. A lot of a lot of questions to answer for the Cowboys, especially after their loss to the 49ers in the divisional round. We'll get to that. Also, who do the Cowboys decide to prioritize in in free agency. Uh, they got a lot of time to think about that, but we'll get into that conversation as well. Also, Texans Tuesday right here on Ball Don't Lie, so we'll talk about the Texans coaching search, speaking of uh, head coaching vacancies in the NFL. Also, we got the flex, Texas basketball playing tonight versus Oklahoma State. We'll preview that matchup, and uh, breaking news, Texas has hired, or it looks like Texas is reportedly ready to hire a new wide receivers coach. We'll get into that as well. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pippin ain't easy, but for him it's a breeze. Mike Hardbow Hard. Say what's up to the people. What to do, what to do. We are in here again. It is Top of the Charts Tuesday. Can't wait to see what goes down on Top mm. of the Charts Tuesday. And I want people to understand, let's move on. Let's move on <laughs> from the... Stuff that happened on Sunday with the Dallas Cowboys and give flowers to those who did perform and got their opportunity to play in the championship round. But let me talk about my boy that sits across from me every single day. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card carrying member of DBU. Legendary Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study. But he's not a fan of white condiments, but he is a fan of you, the listeners, my man and yours, 
Rod Babels. And I appreciate the intro as always. As always, anytime introducing the real MVP of the show. He's the idealionaire, one of the hardest working members of the Aaron family. He's got a hustle spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid, but we do know that he's underpaid. The Patrick Davis. What's going on, brother? Doing good, doing good. Looks like the weather is clearing up. We're getting ready for a Good basketball game tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, we, everybody's hoping it is a good basketball game because that means oh. a Longhorn win, but it is the Big 12. It and is the Big 12. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he walked in, he goes, how you feeling? I go, we should win. He goes, not a lot of confidence. I'm like, it's the Big 12. It's the Big 12. <laughs> <laughs> Every game could go anyway. That yeah, is it, true. It, for any team. For yeah. any, any yeah. game could go any way for any team in the Big 12. There. Saw it last night. You gonna see it every night with Kansas and Baylor. Yeah, one exactly team right. is headed in one direction, the other team is headed in the other direction, and it's not the teams that you thought it was gonna be. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you 100, percent man. So it is, uh, yeah, it is a Herculean task each and every night for every team in the Big 12. There are no bad teams in the Big 12. There are teams who are at the bottom of the standings, but there are no bad teams in the Big 12. There's no easy win. So tonight, the Longhorns another test uh, versus Oklahoma State. So we'll preview that matchup as well. Well, uh, we go behind the burnt orange curtain and then talk a little Texas football because reportedly there are now uh, multiple reports that Texas has zeroed in on a new wide receivers coach. And uh, it is the guy that we all thought it, it would be, uh, Chris Jackson, the name that was mentioned uh, multiple times. Shout out to my man Bobby Burton over at Inside Texas. They they, they threw that report out there. Feels Early. Like, yeah, it feels like a long time ago. Uh, orange Buds also uh, can, can, uh, kind of confirmed it from their own sources as well. So, and then we heard crickets forever. <laughs> right, uh, there, was, right. there was nothing. Uh, there was no reports. There's no speculation. Um, the last name that was thrown out there was Chris Jackson. And now that he is done with the uh, the NFL playoffs because the Jaguars are out, looks like. Um, and we haven't heard from him. And we had heard from Texas either. But just uh, reports. Uh, we'll get to that too uh, from uh, Jacksonville. Actually, from Jacksonville uh, media, uh, suspecting that he may be leaving his post and deciding to take the wide receiving coach vacancy. At Texas. So we'll get to that too coming up in the show. Uh, you can always be a part of it. You're the heartbeat and the post of it. 512 337 3776. That's the number to the Specs text line. You also can hit us up via Twitter. Uh, my man Harge is at Hardball Harge. Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. All right, let's get right to it, gentlemen. Let's start off with the Cowboys because the big news is that there are uh, both coordinators uh, for the for the Cowboys uh, are interviewing for head coaching vacancies. The uh, biggest one, I think, is Dan Quinn. He's going for his second interview Correct. with the Arizona Correct. Cardinals. And remember, that's already been interest in Dan Quinn from the Denver Broncos. He was one of their finalists last season. Um, seems like this season he'll also end up as one of their finalists for their head coaching vacancy if he doesn't get the job. And also uh, Kellen Moore uh, interviewing with the Panthers mm-hmm. for their head coaching vacancy. Yeah, this is something that you and I had talked about for a while, actually. What was going to be next for the Dallas Cowboys? They could lose not one, but two coaches, two coordinators yep. on their staff. Mm-hmm. So I would be surprised if Dan Quinn came back. Um, you get in a second interview, obviously they, he probably wasn't traveling during the time where the team was getting prepared for their playoff game. So this is why they're bringing them in. This is why they want to do that face-to-face, walk them around the facilities, Mm -hmm. have them talk to some people and see if this is going to be a true fit for him. But here's the biggest challenge for me. If Dan Quinn does not get this job, what is the job that he's going to get? Because it's real hard for me to think that he would want to come back to the Dallas Cowboys 
I mean, because you know as well as I do in the coaching ranks, when you're a hot DC or hot OC and you're the hot name at that time, it's difficult for you to continue to say, nah, I don't want that job. You, nah, you, you end up like Eric B. Enemy. Exactly. You're still sitting up, over there looking yeah, around, looking trying around, to figure man. out. You're in the corner with your hands in your pocket trying to figure out why nobody's talking to you. Take it. Take it took, it. It yeah. took a little time for you mm-hmm. to be there, especially because you are a former NFL head coach. Yeah. So your opportunities are, are still going to be there, but you're getting an opportunity to go to a place where, number one, you have a quarterback, whether people like him or not, if you go to Arizona – he is your quarterback. Hopefully he'll be ready to go by that time. Number two, mm. you still have some talent there. There's some talent there. Oh, yeah. And then you can definitely acquire some more. So there's there's a lot that plays into this decision, but I find it hard for him to not get a, a head coaching job in this cycle of coaches that are out there right now. Yeah, I wonder for him what he considers the most attractive of the opportunities that he that he has right now. Arizona, like you said, there are some benefits. You do have a quarterback. He's going to be hurt to start the season, so we don't know when he's going to be available, but you do have a franchise quarterback at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, with the Broncos – you do have a franchise quarterback there too. Yeah. Whether you want him or not. Right. Uh, you have Seems one. Seems to and, be the theme around the NFL yeah, these days. Yeah, but you have familiarity with that one. <laughs> yep, you do. You know that one a little bit. And you may not have liked him when y'all was together before. That is also <laughs> true. It may make the job unattractive. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, for Dan Quinn, I'm with you. I think Dan Quinn has to take advantage of his name being hot right now. Yeah. Um, because you never, there's always rising stars. Uh, you miss this round of the coaching carousel and then other hot names come up and then your name isn't so hot anymore and then who knows you could always your 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 the Cowboys could have a regression yep. on defense um if he stays with the Cowboys I doubt it um cuz I think Dan Quinn is a really good uh defense of mine I think he's got some really good pieces with the Cowboys but um I yeah I think you always got to take advantage of it I think the Cowboys need to plan on losing Dan Quinn right that would be my. That Plan would be it. the one. Make a list, start making a list right now. Exactly. Get your I, list together. And the list Hopefully that I'm looking for it. right now, Vic Vangio. Vic Vangio. I, I think that that would be the next best thing to come in and be able to create with what you have on that defense. If not him, Greg Williams. I know Bounty Gate. I mm-hmm. understand. But do you want some guys that are going to go out there and continue to pop people uh, to be aggressive? Like Dan Quinn was, yes, he was very under control because he was up in the box and he wasn't on the sideline. But those are two names that jump out to me right away. Vic and Greg. Those mm-hmm. are the two. You're right. Approving commodities. Very much so. Um, yeah, I, th- I I would have to do some research. Uh, I do like the Vic Fangio one, though. I'm yep. with you. I, I, I'm a big fan of Vic Fangio. Uh, so I, I'm with you on that. I would. Uh, I, I'd endorse that. i got to do some research and find out, you know, who, who would possibly be a candidate and who are the kind of up-and-comers and the big the big names, the hot names, if you will. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I wonder if the Cowboys will most – they'll probably go with the proven commodity. They have um, to from the that, success that they just had. Yeah, just because of Dan Quinn and what right. they had. They'll probably go with someone who does have a big name already. Um, Kellen Moore, I don't know if you're going to lose Kellen Moore. I, I don't think Kellen Moore is going to get the Panthers job. I don't think so either. Um, but I could be wrong about that. They obviously like him, but I don't think Kellen Moore is going to get that job. If, I, so, if, I'm, if I'm the Carolina Panthers, I go and get the OC from um, the Giants. Mike, yep. Uh, who? Yeah, that's I mean, who I would go and get 
Because you already know Dayball's the the offensive coordinator and the head coach, so that's going to be the My biggest. My question play. would be: Where was Kafka before the? Was he, he was with, he was with Kansas City? Kansas City. So he was yeah. the quarterbacks coach. So mm-hmm. he will get a job before Eric Bieniemy, even though Eric Bieniemy has been said he's calling the plays. Kafka right. was definitely not calling the plays, and then is not called the plays in New York. <laughs> no, and then we get a head coaching job. Hello, behind other great coaches. I don't get the Kafka thing as much just because I don't I'm like I don't it. think he has proven it himself. He's been behind. He's been a part of great offenses. Yes. But to go, hey man, we're going to escalate you from like a co-offensive coordinator, quarterback's coach kind of guy that is up and coming. We need a quarterback all the Mc, way up. McVay started this. Mm-hmm. This is Mc, yeah. this is McVay you had multiple players, sorry, sorry, coaches yeah. from McVay's staff who were just quarterback coaches who ended up becoming Head coaches yeah. for, and being success. I believe Zach Taylor's one of those. Zach yes. Taylor is one of them. Um, so, yeah, that's, and I'm with you. I, I don't necessarily floor, like Kafka yeah. that much. I would have seen him it's, call some plays. If I'm the Panthers yeah. and I just went through a really bad run with Matt Rule, I don't want to go out and get another guy who's a super iffy hire and go, man, do you want to stack up super iffy hires back to back? I'm with you. I, I think I would try and go for, and that's where it's like, if I'm the Panthers, one thing I would do is I would go after. Dan Quinn, and then be like, hey, can you bring Kellen Moore as your offensive coordinator and you guys just come as a pair? And then I get a proven head coach in Dan Quinn who has at least been to a Super Bowl before, and I have a good defense there. I have some good defensive players. That would be more of what I would try and pull off if I was the Panthers Mm -hmm. in that scenario than going after someone completely unproven with no head coaching experience. Yeah, Uh, I mean, that is kind of the question for everyone with these vacancies. Um, Even, like you said, potentially a vacancy for the Cowboys with Dan Quinn. You go proven commodity or you go do the real research and find the next young up-and-comer who you may have for a while because some of these these older guys, and I guess you got to worry about that with everyone, uh, but maybe you can actually build some continuity, keep that guy around Mm -hmm. on your staff for a while. The truth is, that's hard for anybody. As soon as you have success in the NFL, somebody's coming to poach your staff to come and take those guys. Sean McVay's got to have to deal with it. Shano's now dealing with it. Kyle Shanahan with the 49ers. And that is, it's like more money, more problems, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the things you hope you have. Those are problems you hope you have. <laughs> I want the problems I, that I come with having a lot of problems. money. That's Give right. me them problems that <laughs> come with all that money. I want them <laughs> problems. More money, more problems. That's the reason PD's dancing in the video. He's like, yeah, he's, still, he's I'm happy. a monster. He's happy about them first world <laughs> problems for the rich. That's a good problem to have. Uh, so ultimately, that's what you would want. You know, people want the coaches on your staff. So for the Cowboys, that is a that's a good thing. Um, yep. That's the reason for, that the you know people should praise the Cowboys. Uh, somewhat of a success building that coaching staff uh, because Dan, Dan Quinn highly coveted, and I think Kellen Morris. Eh, I don't know. If, I don't know if he's highly coveted, but at least he's sought. He's sought after. He was <laughs> a hot commodity a couple years ago. Going back to your time when you were talking about. Dallas being first in offense, Dallas being mm-hmm. first in points, uh, being second, third, and fourth, being in that range. Yeah, that's when I felt like he was, he was on that that high rise, like we were talking about. But the biggest thing that has happened to me, happened right now, is the same thing that we've been talking about for a while, and you started to see it a little bit, is the fact that he's very creative, but he gets writer's block sometimes. Mm-hmm. He doesn't expand that playbook when the challenges are in front of him. Now we can also say that was Dak going up to the line, changing plays. We heard that before with Tony Romo when things didn't work. Romo was checking out of plays a lot. It just seems that there's some common denominators in these things when these guys get to the line of scrimmage and in and if they are changing it, this is the time that we sit here and say, 
Is Kellen Moore not being more creative than the guy across from him? Is he not being able to look at what somebody else is doing and creating his offense off of that and finding some of those tricks of the trade? I don't know. I think people are now looking at it and saying, is he really that good? Or are they saying he's being held back because Dak is their quarterback? I think it's uh, and that's a good good you know point there at, toward the end about Dak. I I think we're living in a world in the NFL where the industry is built around quarterback, right? So yep. just as Patrick mentioned, so you're seeing more and more of these guys who are just quarterback coaches get opportunities. And you're like, he ain't even been a coordinator, he ain't <laughs> right. called the plays. Why is he getting opportunities? And Zach Taylor's a prime example and a good example because he's been really successful. So that's the example they're looking at because everything now is built around the quarterback. So they're trying to build the entire organization organization around the quarterback position, which is, I don't know, 20, 25% of your salary cap, usually when you find the franchise guy. And in order for your your team to reach its uh, ultimate, uh, you know, the ultimate success and to reach the promised land, which is the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. most people believe you you got to have an elite quarterback or have your quarterback performing at an elite level to get there. So you got to maximize the quarterback position. And that's why you want a guy that thinks like the quarterback, who knows how the quarterback thinks, who works with the quarterback every day, who knows the the D that pretty that's a football DNA and character of the quarterback. And you know this is the case because you start looking at uh the NFL and the way things are built now and like Brian Dable is considered a made man. Why? Look what he did with his quarterbacks recently. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen was balling out of control, considered an MVP candidate when Dayball was there. Um, when Dayball left, oh, man, look at the regression now. Yep. Now he's a high-risk, high-reward quarterback. Yep. Uh, man, Dayball, look what Dayball did with Daniel Jones. Oh, man, so it's about the quarterback. And everybody wants to, when they draft a quarterback, they want a, a head coach that can maximize that quarterback and turn him into the face of the franchise. Same thing with Sean McVay. Yep. Sean McVay did it with Jared Goff, and everybody went, oh, He's a savior. Hallelujah. Sean McVay. Get everybody on the staff. Do it like Sean McVay. Do it like Sean McVay. Because everybody wants to build ideally around the quarterback. That's not, that's the ideal way to go because you got the longevity of your window. You got the longest window, championship window, when your quarterback is balling out of control. Joe Burrow even told us, hey, man, the, the Bengals window is as long as I'm playing. Right. That's how long that window I love is. That. And now Tom Brady's showing you, oh, man, that window can last even until your late 30s, maybe even early 40s if you do it the right way. Aaron Rodgers probably wants to prove that too so you want to maximize your window you can only do it with quarterback and for all the NFL right now I'm not saying that they're wrong or right in the way they're approaching it but there there's a lot of desperation around building around QBs in the yep. core position and what's hurting Kelly Moore going full circle here is it Dak Prescott mm-hmm. everybody's watching Dak Prescott and going yeah Kelly Moore that offense looks good but man look at Dak that's supposed to be the franchise and now he might have reached regressing. his ceiling. You know, well, just, just, yeah, exactly. Well, regressing, regressing or that he's hitting his ceiling and that you – now, it, was that does that Dak ceiling all along? Maybe. But I think a lot of us believe that Dak's just not playing well. Just Dak's just not 100%. seeing the field well. He's not playing his best football. He's not the best version of himself. So getting back to that obsession with the quarterback position, building the franchise around that position, and wanting a guy like that thinks like that and that can see that quarterback for what he is and also communicate with that quarterback – that's kind of why Kellen Moore has a little bit of value, but it's also why he's losing value. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I can see all of that. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it just like you, and I sit there and I say, okay, when Dak was playing great, when Dak was playing great, that's when he was the high commodity. When Dak was lighting it up and being healthy, and even with Cooper Rush, he was able to make things happen with Cooper Rush and made things mm-hmm. look like, okay, he's headed in the right direction. Yeah, that's he's a good the, point. You know, yeah. he's like, oh, he's dialing up plays he, because he had balance. 
He had balance during that time. Now all of a sudden, it's the balance is off. It wasn't right, and they went from smiling on the sideline to confusion, confusion, not making adjustments to the to the zone defenses, which is rudimentary a lot of times. I mean, it's if a guy is playing zone, you normally know how to have zone beaters going across it. They didn't have any of that, and maybe it was because Dak was not playing high quality football. So we can look at both of them and. and both things can be right. <laughs> but in this situation, both things can be right. He might have hit his ceiling, and you talked about this a little bit yesterday. Is the relationship to the point now where this is the best we can do for each other, so we might need to go find something else for each other? And hopefully, for um, for Kellen Moore, it's a positive move for him to go get a head coaching job. And then him go and create whatever mojo he wants with whatever quarterback he gets. Or does he have to stay there with Dak and try to figure out how do I put myself back in there? Because if he, if Dak comes back next year, just like he said, I'm not gonna. I'm, you will never see these interceptions like this again. If Dak comes back and plays well at the beginning of next year and continues to show progression, then Kellen Moore's back on the hot list. Agreed. But it, to yeah. your point. Back to the quarterback. Well, and, How but, good is my quarterback going to be well, for me? And that's the thing is it's not Dak Prescott necessarily as the offense, as a whole. Correct. Because Dak Prescott is Dak Prescott. He's been the exact same Dak Prescott for the last three years. It's just the situations you put him in make him look much better or much worse. We know what Dak Pres- – we've never thought Dak Prescott is an elite quarterback. We yeah, never but this thought- year he's a little different, though, just because of the turnovers. Yeah, so, but that's yeah. because they put him in his situation a lot because in the weeks – where he, after Cooper Rush, where they were like, all right, let's be nice to him, he looked really good. And then they started to give him more and more autonomy to do what he wanted on the field and gave him a little bit more, and he just started to go back to, hey, man, now he's trying too much, and now he's only really looking at CeeDee Lamb down the field, and he doesn't have a rapport with Michael Gallup anymore when he comes back. There's all these problems that he starts to find. I, I just, I never got this concept for Dallas of building around Dak like he's Joe Burrow. He's not Joe Burrow. He will never be Joe Burrow. He's not ever going to be a top-five quarterback in this league. So if you're building on a premise that Dak Prescott did well with five weapons, so he should be able to do great with two, it's a flawed right. concept, right. and you just can't build that way. And that was – I think it's partly Jerry Jones putting not going out and replenishing when you get rid of Amari Cooper and when you know when your O-line starts to go down. You know, you're drafting guys instead of bringing in proven guys. Just kind of working through that, that gave Kellamore less options. But then the fact he couldn't figure it out in there, yeah, mm-hmm. that's where the Kellen Moore problem starts going. Where you go, man, Kellen, wherever team you go, you're probably not going to have a quarterback, and you're going to be lucky. And I, when I say you won't have a quarterback, you would not have an elite quarterback because there's only about four or five in the league. Correct. So you're probably not going to have an elite quarterback. So you're going to have to find a way to win with someone around as good as Dak. Yeah, and this is why everybody praises Shano and Kyle Shanahan's because. He's never had one of those guys. Matt Ryan is the closest he came to having an elite quarterback playing in that year. But right. now people are wondering, man, it may have just been Shano's system Cre- yeah, with, a, with, with the highest level quarterback he ever right. had at that time, which was Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is a damn good quarterback, but uh, I don't know if Matt Ryan's a Hall of Famer or anything like that. Matt Stafford uh, and Cooper Cup looked unbeatable yeah. last year. No, no, but see, this thing about Matt Stafford, though, and we talked about this, too. Matt Stafford led the NFL at interceptions and pick sixes last yeah. year, but people didn't talk about that and complain about that. I talked about it, but nobody really talked about right. it and complained about it. Why? Because Matt Stafford made the plays that needed to be yep. made in clutch time. That's it. That's why it mattered, and that's, that's why we're getting on Dak. Dak, and you can throw all the interceptions you want. And by the way, that's why now people are finally getting on Josh Allen. 
Josh yep. Allen last year was making plays in clutch time, also throwing a lot Still of interceptions. Still having them interceptions but it was like, and you know them what? fumbles. He's making yep. the plays. Yep. Just make the damn plays when they need to be made in clutch time. That's yep. all we ask of you as a quarterback. Then you can make the big money. You get all the girls. You get all the grief. You get all the gold. You get it all. Just make the plays in clutch time. Joe Burrow actually yep. has been throwing some interceptions lately. Nobody talks about that. Joe Burrow makes big time plays in clutch time. Yes, Dak sir. didn't do that. Nope. Dak didn't do any of that. Yep. You didn't have a shot. You got the ball back with three three uh, minutes left, three timeouts. You ain't move the damn ball. You ain't move the damn ball. You ain't moving at all because that's not that kind of guy. It's just so it, it in, in in that respect, I agree. They need to. It's the Cowboys' miscalculation <laughs> for not recognizing that Dak. No, he's got a ceiling. But hey, man, no, no, we can still win it all with his ceiling. But we got to build it. We got to build the team around him the right way. Yeah. And yeah, defense matters, and ball control, and the running game's going to matter a ton. And then he's going to be kind of a complementary piece. All right, to that offense, the I way we're going to build it. They didn't go that route. Even and even at, they just still didn't <laughs> even learn lessons to Patrick's point that after. You know, remember the Amari Cooper trade is made because they try to go Dak with a a complimentary group of receivers that's a stable of receivers. Yep. Remember? Yep. Receiver yep. by committee. Oh yeah. And then they went, Oh, hell no, this is terrible. This is not gonna work. And they trade they traded for Amari Cooper and went, No, 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 we gotta have at least a guy. Exactly. And they started building up the receiving core a little bit and building up the weapons around Dak. And for some reason, trading away Amari Cooper, they forgot about that lesson. Oh no, Dak needs a lot of weaponry around him, and he can really function at a high level. You take that away, and you start relying on him to uplift the talent around him, that's a dang coaching mistake. Right. The talent needs to uplift him. Correct. He can't uplift the yep. talent. You he need, you know what I mean? And every now and then he can. Every now and then he can. We're talking about consistently, consistently. Very no. Because Dak's Viagra. Dak was a happy accident from the jump, and what's the problem with Viagra? I can't get it in every time I want to get it in. i got to take the pill first. Right. <laughs> you gotta figure it out. You gotta get some it hymns. It ain't consistent all the time. Yeah. That's that's Dak in a nutshell. He was a happy accident from the jump. You gotta be you gotta be cool with that, but you also needed to build the organization accordingly around him. And the Cowboys didn't do that. They got, I think, a little bit complacent yeah. with 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 Dak. I one hundred percent agree with you. Yeah. I've been I've been screaming it since the very beginning. It's like, how do you expect him to lead this organization with no weapons? You got C D. Hmm. You got a, a, a broken down Zeke that we're still trying to figure out. You got Tony Pollard, who you thought you were going to try to put in de- all these different places, but in reality, you didn't try to be that creative with him. Mm. You line, and it kills me to say this: when we talk about college game and we talk about the NFL game, your boy Shano, what does he use a lot of? Motion. Mm, Cowboys stop. Using both of those motion plays because you tried to think you thought that if you lined people up you were going to win the one on ones. Well, you can't do that every single time. If you go back, what did Clarence Hill tell us? The Cowboys have the worst separation in their wide receiver core. Mm-hmm. Like there's no separation for any other wide receivers for you to be able to do that. It happens. It happens. But now, like you said, you miscalculated on what you thought the vibe was in the room. You didn't read the room right. Yeah. No, you didn't read the room right. It, it, no, it's uh, – so, it, like I said, I don't, I don't necessarily think that the Cowboys are, you know, SOL and they'll never be able to break through this glass ceiling without moving on from Dak. I think they can do it with Dak, but they just got to build mm-hmm. build it the right way. But now you got other, you got more immediate problems. Yeah. 
Now you got your coordinators maybe moving on. And maybe that's a good thing with Kellen Moore. I said said, before, Kellen Moore and Dak have the most unique relationship of a coordinator and a quarterback in the NFL. It, it, there's nothing like it. They 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 were literally on. They, they competed against one another mm-hmm. for that position because Dak was the third string and then Kelly Moore was the second string, and then they because it's a a unique unorthodox you know high, hierarchy for the Cowboys. Very uh, you know some would say dysfunctional, but it's definitely non traditional. They hired him as the quarterback coach like almost right. immediately mm-hmm. after he was officially done playing. He became the quarterback coach of Dak. Came as quarterback coach Very and then so. became his play caller and coordinator. And remember, when Scott Linehan is, I've told this story, when Scott Linehan's the OC, Scott Linehan never talked to Dak on the sideline during the games. They would relay all information via Kellen Moore from Dak to Linehan and Linehan back to Dak because he would be the translator. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which was, trust me, really strange. But still, <laughs> it just shows you how unique that relationship is. So I agree, maybe it is time, maybe they're like the – you know that 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 couple that's been together since high school, and uh, you know they, you know they had a, a a kid, a couple of kids together, but maybe they've just kind of hit their ceiling as a couple. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe it's at, time to separate. I've been together a long time, but you've been yeah. around. And if time. you look at Kellen Moore, of who his like who his head coaches and his GM and all that are, not the most appealing to some teams. If you say, well, who who have you worked underneath? And he goes, Jerry Jones, Mike McCarthy, and Jason Garrett. And they go, all right, well, we wouldn't have hired any of those people to run our team. So we don't <laughs> yeah. necessarily want yeah. like their influence to be as much. So we think you're good, but if you go and go off and learn some from some other guys and are part of that, like that's when we talk about Sean McVay and everybody wants to hire from him or Shanahan, everybody wants to hire from him. Those guys don't necessarily have coaching trees where everyone's like, man, we got we yep. got to plunder them. Dan Quinn's that, but Dan Quinn is because of his past record too. It's a great point, and I wonder if Keller Moore is almost in the same position as Eric Bieniemy, and not for the same reasons, but where you need to just go. You, it might need to be a sideways yeah. step, yep. but it it could it could advance your career exponentially because there's a stigma attached to you, and we know how hard it is to lose, you know, a stigma or a reputation about you, even whether it's true or not. Right. And the the stigma and reputation about Keller Moore is great point that Patrick just made. First of all, you were born of dysfunction. <laughs> you were birthed of dysfunction, so we just don't know really if you are a a quality um you know a program builder uh, or someone to lead an organization. But also, yeah, when the, the regression of Dak. Needs to be explained because it, maybe it's that. Right, maybe. But right now it's attached to you. Maybe. That smell is attached like to you. Like you said, it's a stigma. It's on you. So you yeah. need to go somewhere else and go revamp their 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 offense and their quarterback room, and then people will praise you. Oh, you know what? It was Dak. It wasn't right. anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or maybe and maybe they thrive. Maybe you're, like I said, maybe you're a couple right now that's bad for one another because everything's become stale, and y'all are both going to be better off when y'all separate. Right. That's but both of y'all are going to thrive as a result of it. It's, y'all, been, it's been real. Because y'all, y'all have done everything y'all can do for each other at yeah, this point. Yeah, you can't y'all, maximize y- anything yeah, else. Yeah, it's done. Yep. It's done. You guys I'm have siphoned everything you can from the relationship in each other, and now you can't grow together anymore. you got to grow apart. I'm, I'm with that. Separately. I'm with that. I know I don't disagree. I know, I'm a Kellen Moore fan. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, t- I'm stating I think it could be a possibility as well. And I'm telling for Kellen Moore for his own <clears> you know, uh, professional aspirations, I think he might need to. I say the same thing about Eric Bieniemy. Do go somewhere else and and go prove yourself. And it's unfair. You have to do it, right? Because you've already done it. But so that's sometimes that's life. You got to go do it again. Sometimes life is about adjustments and changes. What can you do? Yep. To make yourself better and give yourself a better opportunity. 
this might be it for both of them. Yeah. So uh, somebody looking for an offensive coordinator right now, and maybe Dan Quinn's going to take Kellen Moore. Maybe he likes him that much. Maybe. Maybe yeah. he likes him that much. That's possible. I don't know. That, I it's also want, a little bit different for Kellen because b and signs one-year deals now because he wants the opportunity to walk away if he wants it. He doesn't have to have permission, Yeah. which I get. Kellen Moore, I believe, has two more years on his contract. So there is something in there. That's very true. So there is. He can't just make a lateral move unless Jerry allows him to make a lateral move. I mean, yeah. So, Jerry's probably saying, uh, we got to change something. Jerry, Jerry <laughs> no, it might I, be one of the things where it's like a shock, yeah. a shock of smart Texas situation. Yeah. It's like, listen, we would love you to get hooked up somewhere. <laughs> we don't make the call. Let me call the folks over there and see yeah. if they need a good I coach. Like Believe you. me, I agree. And I think, man, it's the smartest thing you could do is let him walk away and – Go play, and just play you don't have to fire him. You know, everybody's happy. Yeah, but uh, you, it's Jerry. That's what I'm saying. Like you, I know it is. <laughs> good good luck to saying, you. Like, yeah, good point. It's, it's Jerry. Uh, all right, uh, great conversation. We'll come back. We'll get into Texans Tuesday. Uh, we'll go from the dysfunction of <laughs> Dallas Cowboys, which is a divisional round losing team. We're talking about that dysfunction, first world dysfunction to third world dysfunction. Wow. Texans Tuesday, right here on Ball Don't Lie. What without the horn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can always go downtown. When you've got worries, all the noise and the hurry seems to help, I know. Downtown. Just listen to the music of the traffic in the street. Welcome back to Tomorrow Live right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a top of the charts Tuesday. We play jams every day. Top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. Uh, yeah, this this is usually something I might hear on a new theme Thursday too. Just trying to like give us a hint of something. I remember this song mostly, strangely enough, from the Seinfeld yeah. episode. So you you can find your answers downtown. downtown. It's like the song. <laughs> yeah, that's mostly uh, what I remember yep. it from too. Uh, yeah, yes, that's Seinfeld. a great Seinfeld episode where George's boss is basically trying to give him hints about an assignment it, that he needs to do. It's the fact that his boss will just go in the bathroom while continuing a conversation so he doesn't follow him in. And when he walks back out of the bathroom, he's like, so you got that? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, what? No. <laughs> oh, man, it is great. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, and then uh, they end up playing this uh, song later on in the show. All right, uh, random Seinfeld reference. Top of the charts Tuesday. That's how it goes. You can be a part of the show, 512-337-3776. Uh, you also can hit us up via Twitter. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse, Harch at Hardball Harch, uh, Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis so in who, the Twitterverse. So who was that? Petulia Clark. Yeah, I never would have got that. No. <laughs> never. Yes. I don't even know the year. You and you the only reason stay. I know that is also because of Seinfeld, because they say it in Seinfeld. They go, oh, the Petulia Clark song. Yeah. Got oh, you. And somebody on the spec sex line, apparently, yes. they like the Petula Clark song. <laughs> there you go. I, I had no idea. That's so why I, I leave a little bit more uh, enlightened and uh, knowledgeable and educated after Top of the Trust Tuesday, uh, one of my favorite musically themed days of the week. All right, Texans Tuesday, also a theme of uh, the 
the, the week for us on Tuesdays during football season. Uh, brought to you by good friends at Bud Light, so shout out to them. And as a Texans fan, sometimes I need to drink uh, a lot of Bud Light <laughs> just to deal with the Texans. But they are interviewing candidates for their new head coaching job, and they have so far completed interviews with – uh, Shane Steichen, the Eagles OC, mm-hmm. D'Amico Ryans, 49ers DC, Sean Payton, um, the former head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Um, they are uh, they have Jonathan Gannon. They've also completed an interview with him. And Thomas Brown, Rams assistant head coach. They've completed an interview with him. They are currently in the in the process of interviewing Mike Kafka, yep. the Giants OC uh, for the second time. Um, ben Johnson has taken his name, the OC for the Lions, out of the process. And they have uh, oh they're also in the process of in interviewing Ijiro Evero, the Broncos DC for the second time. So that's the update on the Texans uh head coaching vacancy. If the Texans do not get D'Amico Ryan's that's a huge problem. That's 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 your coach. That's your head coach. That's the face of your organization. It's somebody that has been a part of your organization as well. Mm-hmm. And this guy gets it. And you cannot tell me that there's not a bunch of guys that are willing to line up next to him and go and coach and work with him. Uh, no, he's going. That Aaron Wilson actually reported <clears throat> that the interview uh, went really, really well. Uh, I believe Aaron Wilson's now with the Pro, Pro Football Network. He reported that the interview went really, really well between D'Amico Ryan's and the Texans, and D'Amico Ryan's actually declined um, interviews on because they had him on for some reason had him on game day. Jeez, he had interviews on game day, so he declined a couple of interviews on game day. I don't know if he is going to reschedule those interviews, or there's speculation that the interview with the Texans may have gone so well that D'Amico Ryans feels like he's got a really good shot at it, and maybe that's the only job that he wants. That's why he declined a couple of those interviews. But we don't know that for a fact. That's just uh, speculation. Um, But, yeah, he did decline, I believe. Uh, Just really quick, make sure I get it. Uh, Yes, he canceled his interviews with the Colts and the Cardinals. Yeah, But like I said, I don't know if he's rescheduling those interviews. That has not been reported yet. Because he might, I think he should reschedule him anyway. I, yeah. uh, no matter what, unless yeah. unless he left that meeting in essentially Texans ownership and Nick Casario like, dude, you're our top candidate. It's, it's unless that he can't be the top candidate because Sean Payton would be the top candidate. Yeah, and, and they but, don't know what's going to happen with him. Then he would be one B. You know what I'm saying? If Sean Payton is one A. D'Amico Ryan uh, is one yeah. B for me. I feel the same way. I'm a big D'Amico Ryan's fan. I think it's. Uh, it helps you that he has been with the organization before, so it's some street cred there. They need to gain uh, a lot more uh, credibility with the right, public right. and with the fans. Uh, D'Amico Ryan is a fan favorite going back to his days as a player, so I like that. He's from the Shanahan coaching tree, so he'd be able to pluck all right, from that Shanahan For coaching sure. tree and probably from the Robert Seller coaching tree as well mm-hmm. uh, with some of those guys and with Mike McDaniel. He'd be able to, so a lot of those coaches around the league, he'd be able to put together a really good staff um, because there's been a lot of coaches from that uh, recent time he's been there was since 2017 uh, with the uh, 49ers that have gone on to become head coaches and build their own coaching staffs too. So no, I don't think he'd have any trouble there. And Nick Casario, even though some people don't like Nick Casario and want him out, um, if he gets a job, Nick Casario stays because yeah. he would be the personnel guy. And then D'Amico Ryan that's would why, be the head That's coach. why during that meeting, Nick that's Casario was like, man, you are a guy. He gave him a hug. <laughs> he, gave him, he gave him a long hug. At the man, end. Like, 
Oh, this was great. Oh, my God. I get to stay. I get to stay. I get to stay. I get to stay. Jamaica, do you mind? He's like, Nick, man, please. Nick, I got to go. Nick, Nick, I got to go. Got to go, Nick. Jamaica, do you mind if I coach the offense? Do you have a problem with me keeping the headset on in the box? Well, I get the job. Well, I no, I don't. Yeah, I get the damn job. No, Nick, you can't do That's probably a good point. Yeah. He probably blackmails him into it. But, yeah, so I think Nick, I'm with you. I think because Nick Casario actually gets to stay on if D'Amico Ryan is the head coach, and he, he, I'm, most people believe that he's out. Yeah. Or at least he will be uh, reassigned. His, his power will be severely diminished. He'll be reassigned. Yes, reassigned. Yeah. I like that yeah. term too. Uh, if Sean Payton comes on, he'll want his own personnel guy or he'll be the personnel guy. Yeah, let's put it this way on draft day, who's sitting in front of the computer yeah. will not be. Uh, Nick Casario anymore. Right. <laughs> That'd be the thing. If it's Domingo Ryan, Nick Casario is still the guy sitting in front of the computer. There you go. Domingo Ryan is on the table next to him. But uh, if you yeah, have, it's Sean Payton. Deme- uh, Nick Casario is down the end of the table. Oh, yep. He's that guy. And he might be, they might sit him on an errand every now and then. Right, right, right. right. I was just about to say, hey, yeah. this coffee needs a warmer upper. Nick will warmer upper. They're going to do like they did Jerry Jones and lock him in the other room so he can't come in and pick Johnny Manziel. That's oh, what that was do. a great story. Turns out it wasn't true. That was an awesome story. Sounded like it could have been true. Right, definitely could have been true. But he wanted Johnny, though. Yeah, that he did. was true. That yeah, he, did he did want Johnny Manziel. And you got that. Prescott. So yep. there you go. You lucked out. Uh, okay, that's the Texans uh, news. But uh, quickly, since we're talking about uh, coaching vacancies and coaching searches, basically we started out talking about that for the Cowboys as well. The news about Bill O'Brien yep. heading back to New England to be their uh, offensive coordinator. Great news for Mac Jones, by the way. For sure. Had Matt Patricia calling the plays and Joe Judge as his oh quarterback my God. coach. How about that? Matt Patricia and Joe Judge are going to make you thankful to get Bill O'Brien back. He's going to be grateful for Bill O'Brien. Celebrating Bill O'Brien. Oh, I've been waiting. He's going to pick him up at the airport. I'm picking him up. <laughs> Take, come yeah, on. Taking a TGI Friday. Exactly. Like, come, yeah, on, come, on, come on. Let's go have some fun. Let's go have uh, some yeah, fun. It's great, it's great for Mac Jones, but uh, now there's a conversation about who's going to be the next OC. Right. For Alabama. Cliff Kingsbury. Well, man. keep in mind, too. Major uh, Applewhite. Oh, D- uh, Alabama's D.C. also went to Ole Miss. That's so right. their O.C. and D.C. are both gone now, uh, which they wanted. That was kind of writing on the wall yeah. after this season. But their D.C. has gone to Lane Kiffin, poached their defensive coordinator as well. Yeah, yeah. Al Golding Al or something like that. Pete yeah. Golding. Yeah. Pete, Pete Golding. Pete. Yeah. Al is the basketball coach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, but, yeah, I mean, he, he's from, like, and he go to UTSA or something? Like, go to UTSA, but he was coached there or something mm-hmm. for a I little while. I believe so. Uh, yeah, so that's interesting. I wonder who they're going to get for both of those vacancies. And that, that you know they still have tons of talent. I think they got one of the like top three classes right oh, now. Oh yeah, top without without their coordinators. Yes, imagine that. Hey, you know the coaching car wash is open. Yeah, yeah. man. So um, they were talking also that uh, the the wide receiver coach that we were talking about before from Alabama mm-hmm. may Home be Williams? go maybe going with Bill O'Brien. Oh, so there's a possibility of that go to the as NFL well. instead. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, I get that. I mean, it's a surprise that Chris Jackson, who just had a really good year with Jacksonville because the wide receivers, Christian Kirk, uh, Zay Jones, Ballin, one of the better yep. wide receiving uh, cores in the NFL. And now I'm sure that his name has come up a ton. That he's going back to college because there are a lot of people that believe the college uh, job as a position coach is much harder because you got to recruit. Yep. You basically got two jobs. Yeah, in the NFL, to- you got one job. You know, your one job in, is to make sure those guys are performing at a really high level. Now, it's more cutthroat. If you ain't doing your damn job, you're probably going quick, fast, in a hurry in right. the NFL. But at the college level, you got two jobs. 
You got to be a developer of talent, and you also got to go out and recruit. Yep. Not just recruit, recruit. You got to yeah. recruit for a long time. But, <laughs> I, but also, you may know, man, as a wide receivers coach in the NFL, there's not a lot of opportunities for upward movement, so maybe you got to move around a little bit, get to college, and then you do well at Texas. Maybe you get an OC job somewhere in college, and then you can go back to the NFL if you want or something. But to, you got to keep moving if you want to move upwards. No, nope. I, I totally agree. Um, um, but I guess getting back to it, like, yeah, it's a tougher yeah. gig. And some guys, they like Hoping Wiggins, and they're like, man, I'm done. Um, yeah, chasing I, all these kids ch- around. Now, yeah, I want to go to the NFL level where it's all yeah. about ball. I don't have to worry about the recruiting. Yeah, that's what Kellen Moore and people are like, why do not you take the Boise State job if he wants a head coaching job? You're like, because he has to work 24-7, 365 yep. if he is a college coach. And he gets to go to the beach in the summer. If, uh, if he's an NFL coach. Yeah. Yep. Or just going to sit in the film room and come up with new schemes and yep. concepts uh, on offense, which Cowboys fans would say he's not doing enough of. <laughs> uh, but all right. We'll get back to uh, some uh, conversation uh, about the Texans later on. Let's get to the flex on the other side. Uh, we'll get to that right here on Ball Don't Lie on 149 The Top of the charts Tuesday. This song's kind of creepy. At least that opening line is kind of creepy. Yeah, I mean, the whole song is a little bit like that. Okay, yeah. All I was right. just about to say. Man. Is it one of those songs about that's about stalking? Uh, no, no, it's it's one of those things that didn't age well. But it, I mean, he does give her a chance to say no. Oh, well, great. I'm glad. He said there's a no. Consent matters to him. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it's Tony Orlando and Dawn. And okay. then it's, uh, he's like, I see you dance, you dance at your apartment below and me. I can hear you dancing. And like you're dancing, I hear your music playing. Yeah. So it's like knock three times on the ceiling if you want to go on a date and then hit the pipe twice if oh. no. Hit the pipe twice? If it no. <laughs> so that's a no. Yeah. Like twice if no. Twice, hit the bike twice is no. Yeah. That makes sense. And yeah. banging three times on the ceiling is yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And she says no. Number one hit. Wow. <laughs> number one number hit. One yeah, well, yeah, all the top of the charts, yeah. Tuesday jams with number one hits. Uh, I've never heard this song before in my life. Tony Orlando and Dawn. Okay, there yeah. you go. One They've of those things around you... for a long time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. And what's the name of the song? Uh, Knock Three Times. Knock Three Times. <laughs> there it is. Just should have waited one more second. Perfect timing. <laughs> that was wrong. All right, go to flxatx.com, flxatx on all of your social media platforms, uh, and go check out the great content over there on the website. Uh, just to give you a heads up on some of the content, they uh, have a rundown on the Austin area coaches who earned uh, Texas High School uh, Coaches Association Awards. Yep, which is really really cool. Actually, so um, that's really that's up there. You can go check that out um, because uh, it talks about uh, the Wimberley Texans. Um, they have a head coach, Doug Warren. He earned 4A Region 8 Head Coach of the Year. Mm-hmm. Uh, assistant coach, Dane Saucier, uh, earned 4A Region 8 Assistant Coach of the Year. Um, the Elgin Wildcats, shout out to them. They represent uh, Heath Clawson. Coach Clawson uh, won Region 8 Head shout Coach out, of the coach. Year for 5A. Um, yeah, he's, he's a great guy, too. We yeah, got a chance yes. to get to know him. Uh, Vandergrift Vipers, uh, Head Coach Drew Sanders, earned 6A Region 8 ho- Head Coach of the Year. And Assistant Coach Blake Mauser. Earned 6A Region 8 Assistant Coach of the Year. So congrats to those coaches uh, getting a lot of love from the Texas High School uh, Coaches Association Regional Awards. That's, that's tight. 
That is very. That Truth is cool. really cool. That yeah. is really cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, just showed you that football in Central Texas. We know it because uh, speaking of the flex, we know it. Just keeping up with all the talent that they're signing with Power Five programs to play all over the country. Uh, we know it now because. Uh, Sark just named his direct, director of high school relations as Jamal Fenner, former coach of the LBJ Jaguars, who's got roots right here in Central Texas, of course. And he did that partly because I think he wants to lock down Central Texas. He's tired of Notre Dame and Ohio State and everybody else coming yep. in Central Texas, taking all the top-notch talent. Um, he wants to make sure that talent stays right in Texas's backyard and it comes to Texas. So, yeah, I think it's just another acknowledgement those coaches getting some love that the high school football in this area, man, is becoming uh, – as much of a powerhouse as some of those other big time areas in Houston and Dallas, um, but it's just a slow, uh, kind of slow evolving process. Yep, a lot of yeah. people moving here, exactly. so don't forget about that. That's so there's going to be a lot of talent yep. that's going to be in this area as we continue to expand in this flex area as well. Yeah, no question. And then basketball, of course, is going to be jumping off tonight. There are a bunch of games that are happening in the area. One of the biggest games that is happening in the area is Vandegrift is taking on Stony Point. At the Tigers' gym, Stony Point is one of the hottest teams in this area, top-ranked, got a bunch of good players that are going to be making some noise here pretty soon. And speaking of that, tomorrow at 1.30 on uh, Chad and Zay's show, uh, Coach Antoine Thompson nice. will be on tomorrow at 1.30 talking hmm. hoops, okay. uh, giving a recap of tonight's basketball game. And as a matter of fact, speaking of tonight's basketball game, our man Zay – We'll be doing the Georgetown versus Connolly hey, basketball game. Come on. It is a 7.30 game at Pflugerville Connolly, but you can watch it. He and Roger Wallace on KBVO. Uh, and speaking of those two teams, uh, they got the uh, power rankings over at flxatx.com as well uh, among the 5A for basketball, for the men's mm-hmm. basketball. Uh, and for 5A, they have Connolly ranked as number three. You said Connolly and Georgetown? Connolly and Georgetown. And then Georgetown is number five. So yep. that'd be a top five matchup. That's going to be a big matchup. Going down. That's uh, right. Yeah, so that, that's pretty good. But you're right about Stony Point. They have Stony Point ranked the number one team mm-hmm. in their 6A rankings uh, at 22-1. and one. Um, and yeah. They beat Maynard by... 30 and Maynard has Ooh. Ray Jackson's son on that my fr- my boy uh coach Smith has been doing his thing over there with them mm-hmm. but they're real Stony Point's team is real and very athletic Wow. Yeah. Legit, huh? No doubt. Um, all right. Yeah. Uh, so you can go check that out at flxatx.com. Go to flxatx on all of your social media platforms as well. All right. We'll come back. Uh, we got Texas basketball playing Oklahoma State. Uh, the men's, uh, so we'll preview that matchup. But Texas hired a new wide receiver. Oh. Take that back. Reportedly, Reportedly, Texas is ready to hire. For rumor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, throw out his in there. Yeah. Reportedly, Texas is ready to hire a new wide receivers coach. No doubt. Um, but we'll talk about that as well on the other side and go behind the burnt orange curtain right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.